Hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the September 14th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, which is my management consulting firm. The last two episodes have been designed to prepare you to vote. Of course, official election day is November 8th and early voting begins on October 17th. So far, I have talked about midterm elections, defining what they are and which offices will be on the Richmond County and Georgia ballots for the November 8th midterm election. Last week, I introduced you to two candidates who are running for the Richmond County Board of Education District 9 seat, and those are Venus Kane, who is the incumbent, and her challenger, Christopher Mullins. As you might recall, District 9 is what we call locally a super district. And that means that if you live in districts one, two, four, or five, you will have the opportunity to select either Ms. Kane or Mr. Mullins to represent you on the Richmond County School Board. If you missed that episode or the episode about midterm elections, please go to my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, where there's a Local Matters tab. You can also go to Facebook if you are engaged there, and you can go to the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia Facebook page. Also, those episodes are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts anytime you want to listen for your pleasure. Today, we have two candidates who are vying for the District 7 seat on the Richmond County Board of Education, and those are incumbent Charlie Walker, Jr., who served on the school board for approximately four years, and Brittany Broadwater, who has not held office before. But before we get to those candidates, I have one of our current school board trustees who is going to explain exactly what the Board of Education is responsible for. Uh, today, as we approach the District 7 school board races, uh, we have a special intro to our conversations with the candidates for that race. I invited current school board member A.K. Hassan to come in and discuss with you what the job of being a school board member really is. Uh, when we go to the polls, we're essentially hiring somebody to do a job, so we need to understand the work that we are hiring them to do. Thanks so much, Mr. Hassan. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Ms. Jackson. I'm glad to be here. It's always a pleasure to talk with you and be a part of Local Matters. Thanks so much. You are already a member of the Local Matters family based upon your appearance a few months ago. So uh, I'm glad you're continuing to participate and help edify our listeners. Um, what I really want to get to, and I start thinking about school board members and what they do, and I thought about what I know. Um, one of the things I know is obviously they approve the budget for the school system. Um, school board members select a superintendent. Um, I think if I have this correct, the superintendent proposes principals 
for the consideration of the board and then the board has to ratify the recommendations of the superintendent. Is that right? That's correct. They I usually go through a committee process, a human resources committee or whatever the appropriate committee, depending on the superintendent's recommendation. Okay. And um, you also set the, the calendar and the bell schedules and all of that. Is that right? That's correct. Transportation, et cetera. Okay. And uh, there are some other things that school board members also get involved in that I was not as familiar with. So if you could just sort of fill in the blanks for me and some of the other responsibilities that are undertaken by members of our Richmond County School Board. Okay. Well, well, first of all, let me just say that the Board of Education uh, members are elected uh, to the office. And uh, as a result of that, we are basically community advocates. Um, we get known in our respective districts, et cetera. We get elected from those districts and we are elected to the school board as a trustee. And that's a person who's entrusted with the trust. And in this case, it is overseeing the policies and the procedures and developing those policies and procedures so that the superintendent and his administration will have guidelines to go by, or policies to govern the system, and they develop the policy, the procedures and guidelines by which the administration, the employees, the parents, the students, you know, must abide by. But the policy and the sense of direction is developed by the Board of Education. Uh, and as you pointed out, we uh, create the budget. Uh, we balance to make sure that the budget is balanced. Um, we also participate in working with the superintendent's administration to set up committees that select the books that govern our curriculum activities so that we know what is being taught in the classrooms, et cetera. Okay. All right, curriculum responsibilities. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, basically that, the details of it is turned over to an administrative uh, committee that is partially, it has some board members on it, but mostly community members and members of the administration. And they go through a lot of different books and other uh, study materials, et cetera, that they think would be appropriate for the school system. And they, they, in the end, make selections that are relevant to each of the courses that will be taught. And those become the materials that we use for that particular school term. Okay. All right. Thank you. And that, thanks for adding that in, because I did not know the board had a role in that, that as well. Okay. And there are also some other things, I think, related to the disciplinary process. Can you speak to that? Yes, we have what we call a tribunal process. And uh, uh, the board and the system of the, of the law sometimes doesn't look at it as a legal process, but certainly the parents do. And I do, uh, because uh, decisions are being made relevant to the student's behavior. And we as trustees have to be very careful and make sure that when we take corrective actions regarding a student's behavior, that we are correcting their behavior so that we can educate them. We are not a penal system. We need to make sure that we are trying to get them in line so that they can pay attention in class and learn the instructions that are being taught by the teacher and the support personnel. Um, but when a child misbehaves and uh, the school system or the school that that child attends, they come up with a charge, they, they reach out to the administration, they make certain allegations as to what uh, student codes of conduct that the particular student or students have violated. 
And then the administration will review that to match it with the book codes, codes, et cetera, to make sure that the charges are accurately filed. And then a, trans, a uh, tribunal is formed if it rises to that level of behavior. And that usually comprised of um, uh, a couple of probably former principals, people with experience in education, people with experience with children uh, and whatnot in the administration, as well as the board attorney. So with the attorney being there, that's why I look at it as a legal process and so do the parents. Uh, and as a result of that, when a decision is made, um, the parents have the option along with their child or children to make a decision as to whether they want to appeal that decision or not. Now, the initial decision is not made by the board. It's made by the committee of the personnel, school personnel, or, or community lay people, you know, who all have experience in dealing with kids and teaching kids, et cetera. Uh, but if the parent and the child or children uh, decide that they are not satisfied with that action and they appeal, then it comes directly to the Board of Education and we make a decision based on the evidence. We only review the evidence, no new information can be brought into the process or whatever. We review the evidence, we decide a uh, decision to either uphold the decision that was made by the tribunal, modify the decision that was made by the tribunal, or we can reverse the decision by uh, made by the tribunal. Actually, there's one other step and that would be the final step and that would be, we could actually increase the punishment and make it harsher, but we have elected as a board not to do that because it would be a deterrent in terms of many parents trying to get what they believe is justice for their child or children. Uh, because they said, if I risk going in here, trying to get this thing thrown out or reversed or modified, they may actually you know, treat my child more harshly. So we decided at this point to not pursue that avenue. Okay, and these would relate to things like suspensions or expulsions. Are those the type of yes, the be a fighting, fighting, bringing weapons to school, uh, misbehaving, cussing out in class. You know, anything that can disrupt the classroom process and interfere with instruction. Uh, if it's done frequently enough, or in one or two instances where it's, the act is severe enough or disruptive enough then you don't have to like do it five times. You can be doing it for the first time because, but it all depends on what the reaction is, how much it disrupts the educational process for that time period. Okay, great, thank you. One last thing I just want to allude to, um, obviously uh, when you have a board of trustees, um, they are uh, a team of sorts. You've also got the staff, which of course is led by the superintendent. Um, how important it is, um, how important do you think it is that that team uh, displays uh, the ability to work together? Is that something that's really high on the priority list as people consider who to vote for, or do you consider it not as high? Please tell me how you look at that idea of teamwork between the board members and the school superintendent and um, others that they may have to interact with. I've always looked at that differently from most people in the sense that it comes under the subject of control. The only person you can likely control is yourself. And each of us as trustees or board members are elected from respective districts. And those districts sometimes have very different interests. So because my, me and the people that I represent 
are interested in something, it doesn't mean that the others in the other districts are represented are interested in that. So it's more important to me that we have an environment where we can dialogue with each other openly because we conduct our meetings in the public. And if your opinion differs from mine, that's fine, but we need to do it in a civil manner. We need to you know, be able to allow each person to express his or her opinions. And in doing so, we will find a migration of ideas taking place to get to the six votes that is necessary in order to pass something at the board level. So it is the ideas, it is the willingness to participate in that process, it is the openness of it all that should bring it all together. I've never liked the idea of sort of like conspiring six people getting together and just ruling the board or seven or eight people or whatever. It's a process where everyone should be involved and that's the way I prefer it. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, helping me and the remainder of our listeners, registered voters here in Richmond County, get a better understanding of uh, the roles and responsibilities of our Richmond County School Board trustees. And thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. Our incumbent candidate for school trustee district seven is Charlie Walker, Jr. Thank you for joining the program today. Well, thank you, Janice. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am so happy to have you on to respond to our questions and help our Local Matters listeners get a better understanding of who, who you are and your approach to serving on the Board of Education. First question to jump right in is on a scale of one to 10, how well does the current school board function as a team? And why did you give it that rating? That's a great question. Um, and, you know, given a number is kind of arbitrary. No board is perfect. Um, I would have to say we as a board probably rank about an eight. Uh, and I'll give us an eight and not a 10. I would love to give us a 10 only because there are a couple of... Uh, you know, uh, things that we probably could do better and, and try to do better, but no board is, yeah, no board is perfect. Um, and, and, and we don't always agree on things, which is good. If we always agreed on something, then, you know, why have a board? <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. But I would say we're about an eight. For the most part, we, we tend to, to, you know, we may have our differences of opinion, but we tend to, at the end of the day, come to a reasonable conclusion and vote on things that push us forward. So, and eight, how about that? Okay, all right, that's a good rating. And next, as you think about the Richmond County school system, please tell us what concerns you the most. That's, that's also a good question. Um, I think the thing that concerns me the most is that we sometimes, I say we, we as a community, sometimes focus on the sensationalism of things that happen within a school, a school, not the school system, uh, whether it be, you know, somebody brought a gun to a football game or there was a fight at some particular school, instead of focusing on the basics, you know, the things that we do really well every single day, those are one-off occurrences. And um, it concerns me that sometimes we focus on that. Now, concerns uh, on the things that we have to deal with on a regular basis, um, Family involvement to me is paramount. 
and I've said this anytime, and I don't speak a lot at our at our board meetings because this doesn't come up all the time. But um, I, I, as a parent of two Richmond County uh, students, um, the only one on the board that has kids that are in the school system that I know of, um, has been involved with <laughs> with uh, I, the schools that my kids have gone to since pre-K, and I have I have seen what family involvement in your child's daily learning activities and in the school system, in the particular school that they're going to, how that impacts things. And, and if we can get more families involved in some of our lower performing schools, um, I think we would see a difference. So that does concern me. How, how do you make that happen? Um, you know, we've got all kinds of, of programs that we are instituting now. Uh, one of them is called The Basics. Um, I would encourage your listeners to go to our website and take a, a, a look at what that program is because it is community-based. It's not something that we came out with. It's a collaborative effort, effort with a bunch of different community uh, organizations. And uh, again, the basics, uh, which is the start of a child's educational learning before they even get to uh, Richmond County School System. Um, so yeah, I, that's something that concerns me is that where is the family in the process um, and what can we do and we've already tried to do to help that, that out. Okay. All right, thank you. And for our next question, we'll talk a little bit about you and some of your accomplishments in your public life. Please tell us what do you think your most significant accomplishment in your public life is? Are we talking about my accomplishments with the school board or are we talking about just me personally? Just just generally, anything that um, doesn't have to be a personal one, but anything related to your public life, any of your other school board or any other civic uh, clubs or organizations you've been with, um, just anything that that is public that stands out for you that you're particularly proud of. Well, you know, there's an old thing or an old adage that it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, and I'm not particularly fond of that. I think it's not only what you know or who you know, but what you know. And, and I have served on a good number of boards uh, as a Augusta native. Uh, I'm very proud of being um, from Augusta. Uh, and I really think that giving back my time to my community is important. Uh, and anybody who does that and has the ability to do it, I would certainly keep encouraging them to do that. One of the things that I have kind of prided myself in is, is that, um, you know, I may be in a certain position to where I could help another organization because of my relationship with this organization out. Um, there's a lot of, of, of communication, or at least I would like to think there's a lot of communication between good organizations. So if there's good people over here on the, you know, this side of the equation and good people over here on this side of the equation, I've been able to, you know, bridge gaps introduce people, uh, make make connections, associations. So one of the most, I'm not gonna say significant, but one of the things that I enjoy doing is making those connections. Um, you know, and I do it, I don't make a big deal about it. I, I, I don't say, hey, this is what I've done or this is what I can do. I just do it uh, because I'm a sales guy and I make connections every day in my real life job. Um, and it comes kind of naturally to me. So uh, I would like to think that, and there, you know, people, and I learned this from my father, that, that you don't have to make yourself the, the, the principal focus of making a deal happen. 
Um, as long as it happens and it's good, then that's what counts. So I don't know if there's any one significant thing. I would think I would like to think that over time, the the things that I've been involved in, I've been able to help those out and maybe make a difference and make that better. All right. Thank you. And next question. When people decide who to vote for in this race, what factors should they consider? Um, experience probably is the most important thing. And, and that only comes with being on the board. Uh, dedication is another. Uh, I've probably missed maybe one meeting in the last four and a half years that I've been on the board. Uh, I think you have to do this and you have to be committed to it. Um, attitude, you've got to have a, a, a willingness to have your opinion be challenged um, and also, you know, have an attitude of, of positivity. I, you know, you can't come in thinking you're going to change the world and if it doesn't work, be negative about it because this is a 10-person board and it just doesn't work that way. And then a little bit of confidence, you know. Uh, I'm pretty confident that I know what our superintendent's direction is. I'm very confident in the fact that I've forged a good relationship with not only my current board members, but with the superintendent's staff, and I would like to continue that. Excellent. Last question for our voters in District 7. Please tell us how they can learn more about you. Wow. Um, I know a lot of them. I don't know all of them. Uh, definitely not going to a dating site. That's not what I would want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will have, as I did have in the past, a Facebook page. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can go to the Richmond County Board of Education website right now. It has my email address. And my phone number, I believe, because I do get a lot of emails and I do get phone calls. And so, and I don't shy away from that. Uh, if somebody has a particular question and wants to know a little bit more about me or has a question about something they're not sure of, I always welcome interaction with, with those, with the voters. I mean, it's just, it's, I've done it from day one. All right. Thank you so much. This is Charlie Walker, Jr., uh, incumbent candidate for Richmond County Board of Education, District 7. Thanks for having me. Local Matters family, we are pleased to have Brittany Broadwater. She is a candidate for the Richmond County Board of Education, District 7. Uh, we're proud to have you as a part of the Local Matters family. How are you doing today? I'm well. I'm so excited to be here. Great, great. As you know, I've got several questions I want to ask you so that our listeners can get more familiar with you and your candidacy. And we'll jump right into those. The first is on a scale of one to 10, how well do the current school board trustees function as a team? And tell me why you're giving it that rating. Janice, I'm, I'm not privy to the interpersonal relationships between school board members. I think the more important question is how we would rate their success as a team. And it just so happens that the state of Georgia rates all of its schools and school districts. And the last time the state uh, rated our district in 2019, we were rated as an F. In 2018, the state of Georgia gave Richmond County schools a D and in 2017, also a D. 
And I've worked with our students, so I know that these grades are not reflective of their potential or our teacher's ability. Rather, I believe it's a reflection of our board leadership. Um, the current District 7 representative, Charlie Walker, helps lead the board um, and unfortunately has led us to some of our lowest achievement levels. All right. Um, let's move on then to your next concern about the school system, uh, and that is please tell us what concerns you most about Richmond County Schools. There are several things um, that concern me. Our teacher shortage, for example, is one. Um, however, there are three things that stand out for my conversation with parents and voters. And, and the first one is we just spoke extensively about our school district's rating crisis. We're failing now and have been for years. Um, for me, this will always be a priority. Second, school safety comes to mind. When you drop your child off, there should be no doubt in your mind that you're entrusting them to an environment that is free from bullying and harassment and one that is completely prepared to support students and families in the unfortunate event of a lockdown situation. So school safety has to be a priority. And lastly, uh, I hear from parents and voters that sometimes they might feel alienated from the school system. This is certainly alarming. We can point to an endless amount of studies that show regardless of a family's income or background, students whose parents are involved in their schooling are more likely to have higher grades and test scores, have consistent attendance, have better social skills, and show improved behavior. So we know as a system that we have to build excellent partnerships with our families and should be alarmed when there are families who feel unwelcome. If elected, I would evaluate how we currently engage parents and work towards strategies to improve those relationships. All right, if we make a turn now to you so that our registered voters can learn more about you, can you tell us uh, what you consider to be the most significant accomplishment in your public life? Sure. Um, after I graduated from Stanford University, where I studied urban education, I really dedicated my life's purpose to improving outcomes for children. I've managed education programs, advocated in communities for education reform, and even helped build education technology products. Even now, I lead an elementary school council in our district. And yet, when I think of one of the biggest accomplishments that I have, it's been serving as a substitute teacher in Richmond County Schools and helping with the massive teacher shortage. Um, I did virtual schooling with my nephew here in Richmond County, and when he went back to in-person schooling, I taught as a substitute. I worked with students at every single one of our District 7 schools, and the experience completely, completely informed my candidacy. I know for a fact that our students are excellent. I taught them. I know for a fact that our staff, teachers, and administrators deserve more. I worked with them. Um, I have seen many of the right ingredients in our schools, but somewhere in the process, there is a disconnect and we are not fulfilling our potential as a district. If elected, I hope to change this. Thank you. And next, uh, when people decide who to vote for in this particular race for District 7 school board, what factors should they consider? Oh, Janice, there is really only one thing that matters, and that's who is going to lead the charge for you, for your child, for your grandchild, your community, your district, 
who is going to go to work for you. In District 7, we need someone who's excited to do that hard work, not someone who has shown us he is comfortable with the status quo, NF school rating. In District 7, we need someone who's willing to be held accountable for the performance of each school and the district itself, who will be relentless in the pursuit of an excellent work environment for teachers, staff, and administrators, and who will be relentless about making Richmond County Schools the best system for students, not just in the Augusta area, but in the state of Georgia. And I'm super competitive, so we don't have to stop there, but you know, you're not going to get any of that with our current representative, Charlie Walker, but that is exactly what you're going to get with me, Brittany B. And last question, if the public wants to learn more about you, which I sincerely hope that they will, please tell us how they can get more information about uh, you and your candidacy. Uh, the best way to learn more is on my website, that brittanybroadwater.com. That's Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-I-A-N-Y, broadwater.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today and explaining a little bit more about why you want to be a part of the Richmond County Board of Education. Thank you so much, Janice. It's been a pleasure. Local Matters family, please join us next week when you will have the opportunity to hear from candidates for the Richmond County Board of Education District 2 seat. Blessings. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net because local matters.